Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is PhotoLog. Hello, Photo Op Podcast listeners. We have an exciting one for you today, and I'm talking really fast because it is our one-year anniversary special. Or at least as close to one year as we're gonna... <laughs> yeah, is 52 year... episodes. That's, I mean, that's as one-year-ish as I think we're going to yeah. get. Before um, before you, uh, you jump on us and say, well, it hasn't been exactly a year to the day. Yeah, yeah, but it's 52 episodes, 52 weeks of podcasting. So, it, indeed, yeah, and that's that's you. even including a December break and um, like the one I skipped when I was in the Hobbit hole. So that's right, yeah. So yeah, no, um, this is as one year as we're gonna get, but no, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just start off by saying thanks, you all of you listeners. Um, All of you downloading and emailing us questions and just supporting us on social media and stuff has been phenomenal. Um, And that's why we continue to do it and why we love doing it. Um, If you have found our previous 51 episodes uh, useful, entertaining, educational, uh, we have a Patreon. Help us keep the mics on. Go to uh, patreon.com slash nomcreative. And just uh, right now, the only uh, entry there is a tip jar. But uh, if you have ideas for stuff that you'd like, then we're all ears. But right now, just feel free to go ahead and throw some money into the tip jar. And today, we are talking about uh, how to be meta. We're going to be so meta. Yes. Yeah, today, uh, for our one-year special, we're going to teach you how to make a podcast as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, we've gone through it now for a year. We feel like we can speak from some level of authority. Um, and this is actually a question uh, that at least I get. I'm not sure about you, Ben, but I get relatively fre- frequently. Never. Is I get this um, question never. <laughs> how do you make a podcast? How did you start doing that? Well, um, that's what this episode is all about. And, and Stuart, you actually do several, right? Well, you're uh, you're uh, previewing. <laughs> <laughs> you're breaking the silence on some of my other uh, projects, but we, we won't say we won't say what it is. But yeah, so but yes, Stuart, I have multiple yeah, in development. Mm-hmm. You, you have a you have a background in radio. You have multiple mm-hmm. in development. You when we started this whole thing. Um, I, I had kind of been thinking like, oh, that, that might be a fun thing to do. And you had always really wanted to start one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it wasn't really until I was thinking, um, wait a second, I really want content for my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. but the pandemic has hit and I... I I can't make content. I don't have the energy to make content. I don't, I can't like go out and do things to make content. What am I going to do? So I was, uh, kind of started this as a way to make, um, I, I don't like calling it low effort cause it's not low effort, but it is less hourly effort than making a two minute video because well, honestly those videos are hard <laughs> and it's less in-person effort like part of the reason why we started That's this true. when we did is this is something that we can produce remotely which we will talk about um during this episode but but yeah this is something that we were able to do through covid um and be socially distanced um and it's something that you can do and be socially distanced as well but uh 
yeah that's a that's a big question it is, <laughs> is remote and versus in production so, in person production. so yeah how, how to make a podcast yeah. um I, I we're definitely gonna dive in into like our process and all the gear and everything but i really think the most important thing is what are you talking about what is your yes. kind of unique voice what are you going to say that other people haven't already said a million times already um and i know we're not the first nor the last photography podcast out there there's a bunch of them um but uh, you know we were kind of i have a unique perspective from my art background and you have a unique perspective from your tech background and i just think having these conversations together kind of brings a unique perspective to, uh to it i know there's um sure. another podcast that i listen to called he shoots he draws where there's a photographer and an illustrator and they kind of do this same thing mm -hmm. um and they have their unique perspectives so i think the first thing is if you can do something where you have a unique perspective and this doesn't even mean that you have to like talk to someone or interview someone, although the, the banter certainly helps. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if you have something that you can say, I mean, I, the most important thing is to think about what you want to do and get started. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. trumps everything else we're going to talk about. That supersedes all of the other tips we have for you today. Um, just get started. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. If you've got a, a story to tell, then that's, you know, 90% of the journey to, to getting started right there is, is identify a story, whether that's your story or your perspective on something, or, you know, this is, this is a podcast that we record, um, you know, as a conversation between each other, but there are many podcasts that are pre-scripted that somebody is, is almost kind of acting them out and, um, adding, mm -hmm. you know, sound effects and adding all sorts of other, other kind of audio storytelling in the podcast. And that's, a great way to go too. Um, so the story might be a story that you write. It might be a story that you tell based on your experience. Um, but uh, yeah, if you've got a story, then you're good to go. Absolutely. And everybody has a story, I think. Um, Absolutely. I don't mean to gatekeep. Like I think I'm, if you really look at yourself, um, you might think I don't have a story, but I'm sure you've got something cool that you do or something interesting that you know or some unique perspective. And um, it's very easy. Like I under totally understand the mentality of, of my story isn't good enough, but trust me, it, it totally can be. Um, I'm sure you've got something cool to talk about. So everybody could have a podcast, really. <laughs> we're we're, um, we're going to definitely talk about our perspective, but if you want a little more in-depth info, mm -hmm. um, I'll actually link to a resource that was super helpful when we got started. Um, it is a creative live class. Um, if you guys want to go check it out, um, it basically uh, they talk about all the stuff we're going to talk about today, but from their perspective, and they definitely deep dive a little bit more into into that kind of thing which we are not experts on of like yeah. how to craft a story how to tell that story how to find your story and then because it is the creative life format they actually bring their the classmates up and they kind of round table their stories and try and like dig in and figure that out so we're not going to talk about that a lot today so i will refer you to that resource mm -hmm. um i think it's how to make a podcast or something like that and the host used to work for like npr radio and it's really good stuff so um we'll just i just drove to past creative lives building today actually <laughs> it is local to us here yes. in seattle which is fun stuff 
Um, yeah, so so we'll link to that, which is a great resource for um, if if you're not sure how to tell that story or how this format works best or what your story is. It's super useful on that. Um, and we're going to talk about everything else. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. So I, that's pretty much the... <laughs> that's <laughs> This is a big topic. We hesitate because this, this is a big topic uh, to talk about. Um, but yeah, I, I think that pretty much covers the idea. Um, we'll link you out to that pod... Uh, to the Creative Live class so you can see that. But, but yeah, basically... What do you know? What are you interested in? What's your perspective? What's your story? Um, that's the starting point. But then you probably need to do some research. Um, that would be the next uh, major step. And we actually mm-hmm. spent probably oh at least a few months uh, researching how to put this podcast together, um, which seems strange because this podcast is recorded as a live conversation. But we did put a lot of research into... Yeah into it before even starting and we still do research um for every episode um so one of the things to talk about first is how the how the how your episodes will flow i mean if you pre-write them that's pretty easy um from that perspective because you are directly controlling the flow i mean it, it relies on you as a writer but you're directly controlling the flow of the podcast and you can um edit it uh down as well um with this we're doing it essentially live um so we need to uh we need to kind of manage that flow uh we you know help determine that ahead of time but we have to manage that flow as we talk through the episode Um, yeah there's there's very few episodes that we actually start by hitting record and then talking yes a lot of the times we'll get on to this chat and we'll take a couple of minutes to kind of walk through the outline and the bullet points and if there's something that um, I had researched, I want to bring you up to speed on that so that I don't have to explain it on air as in-depth so that you can also talk about it and vice versa. Yeah. Um, I know we've done a couple of episodes where you're like, here's all the tech stuff. And I'm like, sure, can I <laughs> yeah. can I talk about two or three of those? Because I, this is a very me-light episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, so we're just kind of get on the same page. Um, and this has improved tremendously. The other thing oh, too yeah. is, um, I got a great piece of advice from someone once do 10 podcasts that will never make it to air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just record your first 10 episodes. They will be absolute garbage. Get that garbage out of your system. And here's the thing. When you actually go to record your first live episode, it's entirely possible that you will be rehashing or kind of reiterating one of those 10 that you already did before. But, uh, um, there's, uh, this thing that, uh, we do that you don't, you don't want any of that in the podcast. You want to be able to speak clearly and plainly without all of those ums, ahs, and hesitations that only comes with practice. There's this awkwardness between like presenters that, only comes from practice Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's just so much that like you just have to kind of build up to it Mm -hmm. like it's not going to be good out of the gate and you might not even know what kind of show structure you want do you want to talk a lot by yourself do you want to have a conversation do you want to just solely interview people like what gets you excited to get up and make the content and then what is also like fun and interesting and feels good to record for sure for sure um i would i would say this also depends on your uh, style as well. Um, you know, some people want a very, very precise uh, podcasts where they have no filler words or phrases. Um, don't 
you know, if you're just having kind of a conversation, don't necessarily cut everything out along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts to feel artificial if you're if you have a conversational podcast. But if you're going for something very, very deliberate, very scripted, very precise, then that's fine. So so. I don't want to push people too far away from that stuff. Um, and you will. I mean, you can hear me saying ums and uhs throughout this conversation. But you will you will approach your style and your flow over time. And it's okay to look back and dislike your early episodes or, you know, all of that yeah, kind of Yeah, if you look at our flow zone. and banter from episode 1 to episode 51, mm-hmm. there is a huge, huge difference. difference. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think it probably took us maybe, I want to say like 20, 25 episodes to kind of like click and get into oh, yeah. a rhythm that really mm-hmm. felt good. Because um, those first first few were definitely kind of clunky. And as soon as we hit cut, uh, we had notes for each other of like, mm-hmm. hey, there were tech notes of like sound levels. Of I go into the edit and they don't match at all. There are notes of hey, uh, there's this weird thing you do. Try not to do that. Try and leave more headroom, less yes. headroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are just so many different things that we're just kind of ironing out. Um, and because we produce this for both YouTube and podcast land, there's video uh, considerations as well. Yep. So. There are, yeah, there are so many things that you will just kind of figure out as you practice. Um, I will say, um, before we kind of deep dive into all the gear a little bit later, though, all you need is a good microphone, everything else, (laughs) and you Mm -hmm. can use your iPhone in a closet. Mm -hmm. I would consider that a good microphone. Um, as, as, as long as you have good, clean audio, uh, nothing else matters. You can get away with like garbage to start and then work your way up to all of the gear and accessories and software and stuff that we work with. But, um, yeah, just good, good audio. Cause no one wants to hear this. <laughs> yeah. And ideally as minimal background noise as you can get away with as well. Um, neither of us are recording this podcast in a professional acoustic environment. So occasionally you might hear things, um, from our outside world here and there, our our pets. We or had to delay this episode because construction <laughs> next door was like throwing rebar in the back of a dump truck. Yep. And it's like, so, oh, there's breaking plates outside my window. So okay. <laughs> realize that that stuff happens and that's stuff that you just need to work through. And for the most part, if you've got a decent, you know, even if you're not in a professional environment, but you have a decent uh, microphone, a decent setup, you can reduce or eliminate completely a whole bunch of those things. Um, so just try to keep it as clean and clear and high quality as you can get away with. And certainly avoid uh, clipping your audio. So one of the things to pay attention to mm-hmm. is um, your audio levels. If you're if you're clipping your audio, which means basically uh, you're, you're distorting it, that your audio is too loud, loud to the point where um, there is distortion, uh, that will just kill any interest in anybody listening to your podcast, even if it's uh, briefly, uh, even if it happens uh, if, briefly. If you're not sure what we're talking about, here, I'll do a quick sound check for you. Here's me talking at a normal level, and here's me talking with clipped audio. So that's what we mean by clipping. You do not want that because uh, it that is the one thing that when we say good, clean audio, people mm-hmm. people will immediately stop listening to. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, uh, people are are relatively forgiving. You know, if, if a if a a cat meows in the background, in my case, like I don't think most people care too much. Here, but here's here's if what I'll clipping, say: there are <laughs> there are some things that people are forgiving. You've heard my dog bark. You, mm. I, you guys are pretty forgiving about that. You've heard cars drive by. Pretty forgiving about that. Mm-hmm. Um, if I that that one sound clip that I just showed you, if the whole episode sounded like that, you would not be forgiving about that. You'd listen no. to about ten seconds worth and turn it off and say, "Nope, these guys don't know what they're doing. I'm not going to listen anymore." Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, no good clean audio. Um, I also want to talk about kind of like some of the things that we do to, uh, pre do these episodes. So, um, one of the pieces of software that I use is called Trello and Mm -hmm. it is, it is free. Um, it's basically a card system. So we have a card for every single episode and we probably have looking at the board right now, 30 or 40 cards that we're not doing anything with because they're just nuggets of ideas that haven't really been fleshed out yet. Mm -hmm. And so. So um, we use this so we will make a card for an episode and then all of our um, how Trello works is you kind of have a pipeline and you can move cards through boards and you can move them down the pipeline. So we just have ideas and then Mm -hmm. we have ideas that are actually like up next and worth kind of focusing on like idea tier one and idea tier two. And then we have the ones that we're actually currently researching and working on. And then we have the ones that we have actually recorded. And then we have the ones that are in the editing pipeline. And then like, no, the the finally like pushed of like, these are live. These are Mm -hmm. out episodes. So yeah, our, our ideas outstrip um, our production uh, schedule by far. I mean, yeah, like you said, you have 30, 40, you know, potentially we'd have like a year's worth of ideas um, ahead of time. And it's really, really easy to to build that up and and these will morph and adjust over time so some of them have been combined together when that makes sense some of them we've added more and more and more information and kind of worked until our way it's up actually a good it. episode yeah exactly and, and some are just weird nuggets that like mm-hmm. i was on like cough syrup high and like <laughs> i was like that's interesting and so you're like i have no idea what you're talking about i'm like i'm leaving it there I don't know what that episode sounds like yet, but I'm yeah. leaving it there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, so it's a messy kind process. Of, yeah, it, it is a messy <laughs> process and it takes time. So once we've kind of moved it from like the idea stage, the ideas that kind of stick with us move into that research stage. And so episodes like imposter syndrome, we actually deep dived into like medical journals and looked up different forms of imposter syndrome and used references. Um, whenever we have to talk really heavily about tech specs, we will, you know, do our research into all of those things. Um, sometimes it's just, Hey, take the time to make a list of your favorite stuff. And that's not something that we just think of on air. We make the list beforehand. So Mm -hmm. So whether the research is just you writing down things or you actually going and doing the research, we start with things that we know about and are knowledgeable about or are curious about. And then we kind of do everything we need to be able to talk about that episode without staring and reading a script too much. You have to make yourself knowledgeable enough about it that you can speak and then you record a podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> And in the actual recording, um, we do keep an eye on the time. Um, these episodes do vary uh, 
actually sometimes quite a bit in their runtime. Uh, we do try to keep them to an appropriate length for the uh, subject matter that we're talking about. We try not to ramble on too much. Um, and so that's another thing during, once you get to the point where you're recording, um, keeping an eye on the time um, is is very important uh if you're Mm -hmm. just if you just go and go and go and go and go um people will eventually get tired of that and stop listening so you need to respect people's time um and uh do as much as you can to to keep the message uh an appropriate length for what you're talking about i i have another tip for all of you guys Mm -hmm. so um that spot when i said let's do a sound check I cut there because I, I turned up my gain and then I had to turn it back down and do another sound check to make sure my levels were right. Um, so he, the tip for you is instead of, you know, recording an hour long thing and having to watch that whole hour while you edit, if you pull out your phone and you just pull out the like stopwatch timer, it will have a lap feature. So what you can do is you can hit a start on your timer when you hit record, and then you can hit the lap feature whenever you cough or whenever you hear a loud dog bark or whenever you do something stupid like turning up your gain so people can hear clipping. (laughs) And so then what you now have is when you stop recording, you now have a tallied and organized thing of all the different points of interest that you need to focus on. Now, um, with something that I'm going to be doing is, um, I'm going to be, uh, streaming Pokemon Snap to see how a professional photographer plays that game. I think it'll be fun and interesting. And I'm going to use that in kind of a reverse fashion, um, where the lap timer I'm using right now for the podcast is I need to get rid of these moments. Whereas that one, nothing interesting, I'm sure, will happen for a while. And when something does interesting happen, or, uh, I can't words <laughs> when something interesting does happen or when I say something that I think is particularly worthwhile, I'm going to hit that lap timer. So that way in my recording, those are the f- parts that I'm going to focus on. And the rest of the like four hours can then be dialed down into a five minute, 10 minute, whatever it is, YouTube video. Yep. So helpful little tip. And it's totally free because you already have phone with a feature. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. However, however, you can um, you can streamline your editing process is going to really pay dividends in the long term. I mean, oftentimes the editing could be could take less time than it actually takes to record yep. your podcast. If if you're in that zone, then you're in a pretty good place. So any of those tricks to to streamline your editing is great. Sometimes we just straight up make notes in uh, Trello as well about things that we mentioned that we didn't originally uh, plan to talk about or things we want to link or, or uh, look up to provide later. Um, so that's another great one to uh, to rely on. So if you're a highly produced podcast like Freakonomics, where Mm -hmm. they have a million different parts and it takes months to put together and produce that episode, obviously that is not the same thing. But if you're just doing a quick like interview or conversational or something like this, where you record on Monday, you edit on Tuesday and you want to send out like to the world on Wednesday. Well, yeah, it can if 
there are some episodes where I've had to do a little bit of like sound cleaning or like a little bit heavier editing just because the recording was a little rough that day. Mailman tries to drop something off my door, dog explodes into barks. I have to edit that out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are days like uh, last week's episode or hopefully this week's episode where there are little to no edits and we can just go through fourth and that only takes me a few minutes per episode because uh i just do it while it's fresh in my memory i make those two or three cuts and i send it out into the world so um yeah this doesn't have to be an elaborate or complicated process um there are these little things you can do to kind of set yourself up for success and then you just make life as easy as possible you can call it laziness i call it making life easy efficiency <laughs> efficiency so you've got an idea you've kind of figured out how to record but how do you come up with a name for your podcast how do you come up with a brand um for your podcast that is a tricky step okay so so let's talk about branding for a second this is simultaneously very important and not at all important all right (laughs) so once you start publishing on like apple podcasts and all of that stuff your name's not going to change. Mm-hmm. And unless your podcast is absolutely terrible and you're like, nope, I wish no one had ever heard of that and you start new, great, you can change your name. But otherwise, like, you're going to be stuck with whatever it is for a while, okay? So it's kind of like when you're starting a business, the first thing people think is they need business cards. No, when you're starting a business, the first thing you need are clients. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like when you're starting a podcast, the first thing you need is not a name. The first thing you need is content. Yep. So you can you can record your first, you know, five, ten episodes without having any idea what the actual title is. As long as you understand your structure, your content, kind of the flow of how your podcast will go. Um, and then you can come up with a name. So I want to throw that out there as a disclaimer of this is not the end all barrier that you think it is. Um, I was watching American Pickle and in that um, the main character is developing an app, but he's stuck deciding whether the logo should be like yellow or green and like no one cares, dude, just like push the app out to the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So with all of that said, uh, whatever you're thinking about. First step is Google it. Make sure no one else has already taken it. <laughs> mm-hmm. The second thing is to uh, make sure that it's actually easily searchable. Um, photo op, I feel like, is pretty easily searchable. Versus the the Ben Lucas Extraordinaire Seattle Photography Podcast. If you might, people might not remember all of that, and it's a little too long, and it's a mouthful, and then they're like, wait, was it the podcast extraordinaire? The, the, no, it's the Seattle extraordinaire. Oh, okay, I get it now. Of like, no, this is not easily searchable. Mm-hmm. Even though you think you're, like, keyword stuffing, it's it's not something that you can just tell someone and they remember it. I think brain rememberable is better than, like, Google keyword searchable. And in in our case, we tried to find a name that fit all of that stuff and was also, you know, very immediately relevant to what the content yeah. of the podcast was actually going to bring to the table. We talked so about photography can, opinions. Yeah. So if you want to, um, you, you know, if you depending on what you want to talk about, you'll you'll probably want a name that aligns with that as as much as you can. Um, certainly recommended. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you want uh, if people are. 
even if you're not directing people to your show, like if you're if people are organically finding your show on their podcast app, you want it to be obvious um, or as obvious as you can uh, what they're in for when they listen to your show. And that will help um, give them confidence to to tap or click or, um, you know, listen in general. So. So let's let's talk about kind of graphics and imagery. So mm-hmm. um, it is great to start strong, to start with like a fully branded presence. Like we recorded our first couple of episodes and did a photo shoot and came out with like all the graphics and stuff so we could start strong. But that's not super important. Like some people will tell you it's super important because Apple podcast has like this algorithm thing where like you have to get X number of subscribers while you're new. And obviously having good graphics helps with that. But, mm-hmm. um, just again, getting good content out there and telling people about it is the most important thing. Um, one thing that I will say is, uh, people will always try to be clever. Okay. People will always try to do like cool typography things and design stuff. Unless you're actually a designer or want to hire a designer, be very, very careful. All right. We're about to talk about a subject that Reddit knows well. Chemin matters. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to explain that joke for people who don't get it? Yeah, so so Keming is is uh Keming matters really is a joke about what's uh, a term called kerning. Um and uh, uh, kerning is the spacing in between letters, basically. It really affects the readability of the word. And if you've got, in this example, an R and an N that are too close to each other, they can kind of blend together and look like an M. So kerning becomes keming. Um, so those, those sort of design decisions, especially around readability yeah. of words, are very important. So um, And um, they can lead to some not so great results if you're not careful yeah no we're we're about to uh say some things that i'm sure will be um bleeped (laughs) okay so so some of the most uh obvious and famous uh typography faux pas out there um i'm just gonna throw some of those out for you um final if you put the f and i too close together it turns into um flicks if you put the uh like the l and the i and it's like up all uppercase that turns into fox <laughs> uh click if you put the c and the l too close together turns into dick um oh here here's a bonus one uh cuts um there was one for a barber where they actually cut the u in cuts and then they use like a fancy like futuristic type and then it looked like hmm Um, although, and my friend Greg just posted one that is great, uh, paint store, but they replaced the P with like a paint roller. So now it looks like the store. (laughs) And this can, (laughs) this can also apply to, to your name in a URL. This isn't kerning or keming related. Um, but, uh, you know, a really famous one like Penn Island. If you write Penn Island out, it looks like land yeah (laughs) or or the or the other one that is famous is like um what is it the the fine art store but the f is like way too big so it looks like the fart store yeah yeah so so both uh so really when you're when you're considering your 
your logo and your design. Um, have someone else look at it besides you. Exactly. Have somebody else look at it besides you. Write it out in a lot of different ways with different capitalization. Um, write it out in a URL kind of form and see if it if it reads differently when all of the words are crammed together. Um, Alex, I'll take the rapist for a thousand. Did you mean <laughs> therapist? <laughs> exactly exactly so something to be very careful about because you don't want to get you know 20 episodes into a podcast and then somebody points out some hilarious bad thing that and you're just you can't get rid of duck yeah, <laughs> yeah no yeah that's branding all right <laughs> do you want to do you want to start talking about gear we yes can, we let's can talk switch, about more of the switch nitty, modes a little bit <laughs> yeah the nitty-gritty of how you actually put a podcast out in the world um the first thing that i'm going to talk about is hosting um you need a place to put these files that then are distributed out on on apple podcasts and spotify and a whole bunch of other places and there's two main hosts that I would like to put forward as what I'd recommend for somebody getting started. There are other options beyond this for people that are, are technically capable, who are familiar with web hosting. Yeah. You can roll your own solution. Ultimately, what ends up with any uh, podcast hosting solution is an RSS feed. And that RSS feed is plugged into all these distribution networks and it goes from there. So ultimately, the back end of all this is RSS. If you're technically competent, you can roll your own. If you're not not technically comp- competent, excuse me, that is fine. I would point you towards either Acast or Anchor, um, which are at acast.com and anchor.fm. And Acast is what we use for this show. Exactly. Acast is what we use for this show. They have a very generous free tier. They've got lots of statistics and, and fancy graphs and stuff you can look at. Um, they distribute you know all over the place by default, and you can add um, Spotify, extra... Apple Podcasts, all, yeah. all the big players. Exactly. All the big players. Um, So I would get started by the time you're big enough to need any of their paid plans. um, You will be doing just fine. And that will be an easy expense to justify. Um, Mm -hmm. Anchor is one that's a little bit newer. Um, It is owned by Spotify, actually. And to my knowledge, it's entirely free. Um, This is something that I've looked at a little bit as far as potentially switching to. Um, I'm not seeing anything that's super compelling about it that would cause me to move our entire workflow over to anchor but if you're just getting started today i would take a look between acast and anchor they both are either totally free or have very very generous free tiers um and it could uh, be a good choice uh, for you as a as a brand new podcast um i'm not as i have not used it i'm not totally familiar about how it goes into other um, distribution points like Apple Podcasts. Obviously, it's going to uh, prefer Spotify, but I'm sure that you can um, you can distribute in other locations. Um, that being said, we don't use it for this podcast, so I can't explicitly endorse it. Right. I would just say take a look. We use Acast, but take a look at Anchor the, as well. The one that you will hear everywhere else is Libsyn, which is kind of the king of podcast hosting that used mm-hmm. everywhere. But when we were researching this show, the expense was not justified. Yes. So uh, if you work for Microsoft or are a retired attorney or doctor, uh, knock yourself out. Libsyn's great. But mm-hmm. um, it, it did not fit our needs, especially since this is not monetized. Again, if if you want to help us monetize patreon <laughs> okay now that that pitch is out of the way um yeah so generous free tier Acast is great definitely check it out 
Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about um, kind of like how you actually get the sound into people's ear holes, starting with kind of mics and that type of gear, um, yeah. as well as, I guess, kind of how you would do it in person versus um, uh, the remote thing that we're doing right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the I guess we can go through through gear and and software first and then we'll get to remote versus uh, in person. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so we have a, a remote workflow. So our gear um, informs that. But we'll talk about uh, in person um, a little bit later. Uh, Which we do I, plan to move to sometime soon. Yes, we will move to in person at some point. Um, you gear can look, I should say, very different depending on your needs, your acoustic environment, um, and your budget. And I have a relatively stacked setup, and I do not <laughs> so, expect anybody to go out and so buy let's, this exact same Let's setup. start with starter, <laughs> my setup, then Stuart's setup. Sure. Kind of escalating in both cost and complicatedness. Okay, sure, so sure. starter setup is grab your iPhone, hold it to your chin so you're getting mm-hmm. that crisp, clean audio, sit in your closet with all of your clothes to help deaden the sound, and record it there. Um, if, if you don't want to do that, I have some sound blankets here off to the side of me and some curtains to kind of help kind of deaden off this space. Um, mm-hmm. if you want to buy sound blankets and hang them up, cool, but that's just expense. So yeah. the very base level is grab your new iPhone, hold it to your chin and just record in your closet. That's that's a great way to start. Um, mid-level setup. What I use is I have a Blue Yeti. It is a USB microphone. It plugs straight into my computer. I just pull up a program and I hit record. So um, if you're not doing video, you can just do this in Audacity, which is what we would recommend. Um, but we're recording video, so we actually use OBS. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, in my case, I started with a few different things, but um, I uh, I went the XLR route. Um, so that's kind of the next step up for audio is um, USB mics are great. And if you're just getting started, there's lots of different options um, for USB mics. Uh, so that's totally that's totally fine um there are some limitations to usb mics though that you get with xlr mics and xlr is just the cable that is plugged into this mic and then is plugged into my interface the downside to that upside is you can plug it into any it's a standard you can plug it into any piece of audio equipment you can extend it mm-hmm. you can amplify it it's really simple this can um, only be used plugged into my computer for podcasting essentially exactly yeah this i can plug into almost any setup and it'll work um and usb just works on computers um this i could plug into a a separate recorder it doesn't even have to run into a computer at all uh and that comes with some complications obviously i'm running it into a computer so i need an xlr to usb interface um that I use to actually run it all the way into the system. Uh, and that's an extra expense. That's an extra piece of gear. Um, I'm currently running a Shure SM7B, which is I used in broadcast radio, which is why I picked one up for myself. Um, you'll see them in a lot of podcasts because they're very good mics. Um, they are quite expensive, no, though not the most expensive. Um, I personally like how they sound, so I didn't see any reason in going any higher end than this. But uh, they are expensive. So don't go out and look at a Shure SM7B and say, uh, that's the only way to go. Um, If you get to this level where you're spending hundreds of dollars on a microphone, 
you probably want to test a few different microphones if you can and see which complements your voice. You're in that zone of like you're buying for your voice. You're not buying for the name brand or the model necessarily. So keep that in mind. Yeah, um, I was on a creators meeting last week where they all started deep diving into the nuances of like the treble and bassiness of different kinds Mm -hmm. of microphones and which they preferred for which kind of uh, sound ranges. And I'm like, this is not my department at all. Just yep. like, g- give me something that doesn't sound bad. <laughs> yeah. Like another mic in this range, for example, would be an Electro Voice RE20. Very good mic. I don't think it makes my voice sound good. So I bought an SM7B instead. Um, so don't just buy an SM7B because a lot of people use them. If you're spending four, five, six hundred dollars, thousand dollars, two thousand dollars on a mic, buy a mic that fits your voice. Um, I run this into a Motu M4 interface. There's also an M2. Um, I've unfortunately been having some problems with that recently, but they are really good interfaces. So I think I just got unlucky. Um, They do run the SM7B pretty well, but it's kind of gain hungry. So you might want to add some other level of amplification in the line. Um, I use this uh, uh, little uh, piece of gear that plugs between my uh, XLR cable and my interface that looks like a little stick of dynamite. Uh, It just basically gives you, it literally does. The packaging looks like a dynamite. Uh, It's great. Um, But it, uh, it basically just gives you extra gain, extra volume basically out of your mic before it hits your interface. And you might need to use that depending on the, uh, the microphone that you buy. Um, The cloud lifter is another popular option. Um, So XLR is really cool. It's very extendable, but the downside is, you can have extra expense like that. And this is all sitting, by the way, on a Rode PSA1 microphone arm. I have some cheaper Ditto. ones as well, but <laughs> this one works great. So no, I, it's, I like it's the 100 Rode bucks arm. and it's I've, like, it's really I've, solid. I've had, I've ha- like, I've used the cheaper ones and they're mm-hmm. just not the same. Like, I like yeah. the Rode one. The Rode one's better. I use cheaper ones to like put a webcam on, <laughs> for example. Yeah. Uh, they're great for that kind of stuff. Uh, just if you can afford the hundred dollars for a road, just buy the road. You won't be disappointed. Um, it's a very solid arm. It's the standard for a reason, and it has a great clamp uh, for the edge of desks, um, so you don't have to drill if you don't want to. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much my audio setup. Um, I occasionally do treatment, um, sound blankets and stuff. Right now, this isn't a sound blanket. This is um, just a backdrop, which we'll talk about later when we get to video. Um, but if you are on a budget and you want some sound treatment, but you can't pay for like professional panels, get moving blankets. Like everybody uses moving blankets as cheap sound treatment. And that is totally fine. Um, they aren't the best, but they're very cheap and they get the job done. So look at moving blankets. If you want to improve your audio, um, own it Buy moving blankets and own that it's good. Everybody has done it. So yep. don't uh, don't let anybody talk you down for using moving blankets. I use moving blankets, and I also have real soundproofing blankets. So yeah, for real, they're just cheap and cheerful and good. <laughs> All right, I think we've covered audio pretty well. Do you want to dive into um, kind of some of the more video centric? So if you're doing sure solo audio podcast, um, I'll put a timestamp of kind of what you can skip to if this is not mm. at all interesting to you. So all of this is visual based stuff. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, so video, I actually copied Ben. Um, even though I'm the video guy, I ran this my feed on a just a fancy webcam for a while. I think I started with a C920 and now I'm running or I was running a C922S or Pro I or was something. using whatever 1080 Logitech cam was on sale on yeah. Amazon that day. I don't Just nice Logitech <laughs> cameras um and uh or nice for webcams I suppose. But Ben went off and bought a Lumix G85. <laughs> Okay, I will that say I everything. didn't. I will say that I didn't buy it for the podcast. I bought yeah. it for the YouTube channel. But then I decided, hey, can I use this for the podcast? And yes, you can. But okay, yeah. so you need to run it through a capture card. Which uh, Stuart, you happen to have a spare one that you gave to me. So it is the Elgato uh, 4K capture card. So it run the camera runs a, uh, into the capture card via HDMI. And then the capture card goes into USB, and then it shows up just like a webcam or something in your interface this Mm -hmm. does have a couple of downsides uh when i'm doing online zoom meetings is a little bit prone to freezing and um when um i'm doing it in obs there is a little bit of a lag which i will talk about when we get to editing um but yeah it yeah, looks great. Um, yeah, they're really nice. Um, this is something that I would really push people towards if you want to shoot video or if you just want to like make everybody else look bad in your Zoom meetings, then I mean, go for it. It look for That's cheap... my only goal in life. Yeah, <laughs> look for cheap uh, mirrorless cameras. Um, G85s have been out for a couple years. Um, they're not the 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 fanciest, best mirrorless cameras out there. But it's but really they, good, and you can pick one up for like really five hundred bucks. Yeah, they're really good and very expensive, or very inexpensive for their performance. They outperform their price for sure. Um, you can record them straight up if you're doing, you know, like if you're not doing a, a, a any sort of live conversation with anybody, but you do need to run them into your computer with an HDMI capture card for the best quality. I think they do have a USB option now, um, but the quality isn't as good as HDMI. So there is the there's a bunch of Elgato cards. There are a bunch of Blackmagic cards. There are a whole bunch of different options. There are also some cheaper ones. Um, the Mira box, which is this one, um, is a good option um, on the cheaper end, but still pretty performant. It's got HDMI in and out. It's even got some audio options um, as well. But it basically just turns it into USB, and it does it for a pretty cheap price. I think they're about 70 80 bucks. Okay. Um, who yes. Had, how... Who had capture card on their bingo card of things Stuart's going to hold up off his <laughs> desk today? Yeah, you might be wondering, how am I recording this podcast with a Mirabox capture card and also holding a Mirabox capture card? And that's because I have two of these. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and people wonder why I think you're extra. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I do actually use um, both of them simultaneously sometimes. So it is for a reason. Um, I was actually gifted one of them. I didn't buy both, so don't think too poorly of me. Um, but uh, Mirrorbox, I've been pretty impressed. They're cheap and they're quite good. Um, yeah, certainly recommended. Uh, don't go to be too worried about getting a 4K solution. Uh, for the most part, running HDMI in, you're just going to want 1080p. Yeah. If you can do 60 FPS, that'd be nice. But don't, you know, don't do, don't consider 4K the end-all be-all that you need 4k um if you're going to do something like that 
like if we really wanted this podcast to be 4k for example i would just hit record in the g85 and we would just sync it all in Later. post yep. and use the higher quality 4k from the g85 so do something like that if you want to post produce in 4k don't run 4k into a capture card it's not worth the expense yeah um uh, one yeah. one more thing i will add on to cameras so if you do buy a mirrorless camera and you do set it up and we're doing these very long form uh podcasts i think right now we're running on 40 45 minutes something like that mm-hmm. um buy a dummy battery because yes. if you put a if you just put your camera on a battery, this happened to us when we were recording. My camera just turned off, and I didn't know what happened. Is because it had been on too long, and the battery died. Like, mm-hmm. duh. Um, so now you don't have to worry about it turning off mid recording. It's a very cheap accessory, and if you're spending hundreds of dollars on microphones and cameras, spend another thirty to make sure that it doesn't die, and you have to re-record the whole thing again. Yep. Yeah, I'm running this one on a dummy battery. It works great. Um, the que- other question with these will probably be lenses. Uh, buy whatever kit lens, lens makes sense. I'm just using the kit sense. lens. Yeah, I would say if you buy just the body and you buy a lens separately, buy whatever lens makes sense for your situation. Do you want a really wide view? Do you want a narrow view? Buy one that's as you know as as uh, bright or has a as small an f-stop number as you can afford. But don't go too crazy. Um, I bought this camera used, and part of the reason why I bought it is it came with the Leica 12 to 60, uh, which is an f2 to f4 lens. Uh, it's pretty nice. Uh, basically, bought it just because the it and the lens were a very reasonable price together. But don't feel like you need to buy that specific one. That's just the one that I use. Um, and uh, and the the kit lens is perfect. So don't feel like you need to to change away from that you might need to light yourself a little bit more depending on the lens you choose but the kins the kit lens is uh perfectly fine speaking um, of lighting yeah lighting so um it actually is really important to light so um if you compare like episode you know one of this podcast i was in this dark dingy box that was tinted yellow and you compare it to now of i'm in this big open wonderful thing well first of all um i finally got curtains so i can control the glare coming through this window so that it can be lighting behind me but not on my face because the the reason why i was covering the whole thing is because it was blowing out like my face and i couldn't see um Mm -hmm. the other thing that was happening is it was either like too bright outside um and blowing everything out no matter what i did or it wasn't bright enough outside that it just looked gross and so it kind of took me a while to like get the environment here uh looking nice but the other thing too is i'm gonna turn my light off really quick and for those of you watching on youtube now i look uh gross i look like a person who's not a professional (laughs) i look like someone that you would not want to listen to um for those of you in audio just imagine what a person's laptop webcam looks like like it's looking up their nostrils and they're all dark and the lighting's bad and like yeah i have i still have an expensive camera and everything but it looks bad so yes lighting absolutely matters um and we both use the same light because it's super cheap and app controlled, except my phone's old, so only yours is app controlled. <laughs> yeah, we both use uh, these lights from GVM, which is just a budget uh, light brand. There are these 
what I like to call pancake lights. They're basically flat, uh, round LED light panels. They are color adjustable, um, and they come with stands to attach them to your desk. And they are have a not amazing but functional app um, that you can use to turn them on and off and adjust. Color it is functional unless your phone yeah. is over like eight years old. So yeah, if your that. phone's really old, then it might not work. <laughs> but they work quite well, and they're pretty cheap and come with essentially everything to you need to get started um you can even battery power them i did add a couple um uh little extensions on the top of the stands that came with them for mine that uh give me it's just a flexible uh little arm to attach to them that i can help move the uh the lights into a particular location and then it also gives even more elevation for the lights uh, which helps reduce shine on my glasses and stuff like that. Um, but otherwise, they've been perfect. Uh, they do a fantastic job, and they're not expensive. So yeah, the, highly recommended. The other shout-out would be the uh, Elgato Master Mounts and the lights that come yes. with that. It's just mm-hmm. it, – they're nice. They're just more expensive. Um, mm-hmm. I did buy a Master Mount because I specifically wanted it for other filming and photography purposes, but it's mm-hmm. not actually on my desk for this podcast, but that is another lighting solution if you want to be ex- extra yeah, that's another thing that Ben found first that I ended up copying is the Elgato Master Elgato Master Mount is really cool. Um and uh I think it does have pretty its limitations, fairly priced. Though. It does have its limitations, but I think it's pretty fairly priced in comparison to some other Elgato. It doesn't support my full size Canon like 5d camera when the arms completely out but again i that that was me trying to be extra and push it to Mm -hmm. its extreme Mm -hmm. and like the ball joints just like aren't strong enough for that and they just kind of sneer and sag but if you're being a normal person and putting like a (laughs) webcam or a mirrorless camera on it like it's great good stuff and uh as you can see my backdrop has pretty much been the same the whole time and i hate this is this is a, just a gray. It. It's the worst. <laughs> this is just a gray backdrop. If you want to hear how much I hate it, I've made two videos on the subject, and I'm about to make a third. So this is a gray <laughs> backdrop with a white backdrop stacked behind it, because otherwise the light shines through. This is the Westcott X-Drop. I don't recommend that you buy one of these, but what? I... But he just said he hated it multiple times. It's I got have great, used right? it. Yeah, I have used it, and it is... It works in my situation, but if I had some a better option, I would jump to it immediately. The only reason um, I didn't return it was because yeah. I bought it on a hella discount, and yeah. it was just mm-hmm. it was worth what I paid for it, but it's not worth full retail. Yeah, yeah. Ben talked me into this one. It was at a discount, so I bought one, and it has been it has been a background for the podcast. So you yeah. know, it did you've got your you've gotten your money's worth out of it because it was cheap. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, full retail that it has so many problems. Anyway, yeah. I think that rounds out video and lighting. So uh, for those podcast only people, welcome mm-hmm. back. Uh, this is the timestamp that I'll be linking to. So um, what have we not covered yet? Uh, let's talk about uh, software for mm-hmm. like recording and then software for meeting. If you're not doing Zoom, um, if you don't have a pro Zoom account, uh, then you're if, if you have a ProZoom account, awesome. You can use Zoom. If you don't have a ProZoom account, their free account really limits what you can do. So we have some other options for you. And then uh, we're going to take about editing and kind of final thoughts and wrap this one up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if you're doing things remotely like we are, um, the software stack uh, requires some sort of 
some sort of meeting software. So we'll cover that really quick. Zoom is great. We use um, Jitsi Meet, which is a free option. You can actually host it yourself, again, if you're technically inclined. Um, It works pretty well. It has occasionally been a little janky here and there, but it's worked well for this whole podcast. There are also other fancier options that are podcast-specific, stuff like Riverside FM. Um, We don't use that in our production workflow, so I can't really speak to it. It does cost money, um, sometimes quite a bit per month, depending on how many podcasts you're recording. Something else that is free that we have attempted that has been um, fun and nice but overly complicated is obs ninja (laughs) yeah obs ninja is really cool i still think this has incredible potential we don't use it persistently at this point but i've used it because yeah yeah. we tried it once or twice and it was just it was really janky to kind of get set up and control Mm -hmm. and like still kind of working on it of like the return was not worth the effort it was not really giving us something that much different Um, I, i would say OBS Ninja has the potential to be extremely useful for true live productions where you are shooting and broadcasting live. For us, it doesn't make too much sense right now, but it is incredibly powerful. I'm not really sure how to describe it because it can do so many different things, but essentially what you can do is take a bunch of different sources and bring them into OBS as if they were connected to your computer directly. Um, you basically so, bring them into a control panel. And yeah, then you can control crazy. everyone's cameras and mics and levels and mm-hmm. everything from and even your phones. control panel. Like you can, you can load up, like if you want your phone as another camera, um, you can open up OBS Ninja, which literally is just OBS.Ninja, by the way, on your phone and connect it in as a browser source in OBS. It's extremely cool. Um, I've used it for other things than this podcast. It's super powerful. It is totally free, um, and it is uh, it uses WebRTC. You know, you're it's it's quite uh, it's it's quite a, a it's neat amazing piece it's, of technology. It's just it's just uh, a little a little hard to get your yeah. head around. Yeah, but if you're recording a podcast remotely and rebroadcasting it live take a look at OBS Ninja. It does all sorts of fun stuff that will help you. Um, obviously, we use OBS obsproject.com it's the best streaming sort of you know media production-y live software out there uh use it um we post process our videos in handbrake or at least i do uh handbrake just uh, i i record these as mkvs and then i uh i uh process them in handbrake uh into mp4s and then send them to ben that um, might not make sense for everybody, but I will yeah. explain why we have chosen that way. If you record an MP4 and anything happens and the recording stops, you lose the recording. It's yep. gone. If you record an MKV and anything happens, then you lose like a second at the tail end and it kind of like cuts your file. And yep. so you can just pick up where you left off and continue. So all, all it takes is you losing one hour long podcast where you go, well, I'm not doing that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why we record in that format. However, my version of Premiere is hella old. It does not support <laughs> editing in MKV natively. So we have to transcode it into something that it can handle i think actually new premiere has removed mkv support now so i think no matter what you need to get away from mkv so so yeah we we record in that simply as a fail safe but then um what we do is we use handbrake to compress our file size Mm because uh 
as much as Stuart claims, data is not infinite. It does, <laughs> you do have to put it somewhere. So yeah, we compress our file size down and turn it into something that I can actually work with. Um, mm-hmm. And then he sends it over to me. And then I actually get to editing. Um, the other thing that you can absolutely use if you're not doing video like OBS is I mentioned earlier Audacity. Um, Audacity is a free audio tool that can do many, many things, but one of the few things it can do is you plug in a mic and it records audio. Mm -hmm. So that is a way you can do it too. Audacity Um, is awesome and free. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just have it anyway. Like I've got the Adobe suite and I still use Audacity a lot of the time. It's just easy. It is. It's just very easy. It's just, it's quick. It's one click to do most things and unconfusing interface. And yeah, it's pretty great. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so we bring it into Premiere and I do all the editing. One thing that I wanted to talk about, um, let's go ahead and play our our uh, pre-recording tradition. All right, I'm recording in sync for me. Cool. Uh, Very good. Uh, I am also recording in sync for me. All right, ready? All right. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. We are super low tech and lazy, and we just clap to sync everything. So when I bring it into the edit, um, I just have those claps that I can sync up to make sure that the edit uh, is the same thing. Because unless Stuart and I clicked record at the exact same moment in time, our files laid out next to each other are not going to line up. So that, yep. I mean, you can use a real clapper and I have one. It just n- is not on my desk for today's episode. Um, but yeah, it's that I do that because the uh, G85 introduces a little bit of lag on mm-hmm. my end of about six or seven frames. So then I can unlink it sync up the audio and video, relink it, and then uh, Stuart comes in and I now can link my new resynced footage to his um, footage and then make sure that when we're talking, it looks like we're actually having a conversation rather than like this weird disconnected thing that would happen if we had not properly synced our footage. So that's just like a little extra step that because mm-hmm. we want to be fancy, uh, that fanciness causes complications. If you're just using like a normal webcam or you don't care about looking like a bad Kung Fu movie, then you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and by the way, you don't have to use Premiere Pro. Uh, you can use DaVinci Resolve. You can use, heck, you could use iMovie if you really needed to. Um, there there are a lot of options. Uh, we just use That's just Premiere what we Pro. used. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can also, for that matter, use other things like you could use Audition instead of Audacity if you have the Adobe Suite. Um, this isn't an exhaustive list of of uh, what is out there. But no, we already talked we about use. Adobe Alternatives, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. uh, go listen to that listen one to that instead. Today mm-hmm. we're just telling you about how to do a podcast, and it has been a little while. This has been kind of a long one. Uh, mm-hmm. do, do, do we have any other thousand? Closing thoughts or tips on uh, people who think they might want to do their own podcast. Um, it's awesome. Do it. It probably will. Once you get a groove going, it'll probably take less time than you think. Um, and you get to make something cool at the end of the day. Um, it's something that you can do alongside a full-time job. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, unless you're just totally stacked and you don't have a single, you know, free minute in the day, you can probably produce a podcast. And it's just... 
it's just a good experience. Like it's just been fun. Um, at the end of the day, no matter what, um, I, I like doing it. I want to do more. There are some in development. Stay tuned. Um, and, uh, ideally I would say our last, um, my last thought, just because we didn't really cover it earlier is if you can record in per- in person, um, that's like the ultimate. I think that's the most fun you get to hang out with, uh, with your friends or with, you know, interesting people that you want to talk to. We're vaccinated. And... We're going to start hanging out in person again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll go, we'll go to an in-person production eventually. Um, you can actually use a lot of the same gear. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to change a whole lot from that stack. So don't be too worried about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you can do in person, I would highly recommend it. That being said, you can certainly do this remote and um, it's not that much of a bigger deal to do it remotely. Um, we've been doing it remotely for a year now. So if that's any uh, any evidence, there you go. <laughs> and I think my final closing tip has absolutely nothing to do with gear, but it is think about what your reason or purpose is for starting a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, if your reason or purpose for starting a podcast is I want to make money and that is a reason um mm. you're gonna burn out quick um yeah. i know a dj friend of mine and because he's a dj he already has all the audio equipment at his fingertips he starts podcasts left and right he'll do 10 episodes release them and if he can't find a sponsor he cancels his podcast and starts a new one mm. and that's just like his thing of like he just churns through them and it, it's kind of it's kind of weird to me that like I, I I understand trying to monetize it, but I truly think um, one thing could be like NPR radio, like they do podcasts as a public service. You know, they do it because they're trying to inform people. Mm-hmm. And then there are uh, people like us who do it because it helped keep us sane and social during a very hard time. And we're also hoping to kind of bring education and entertainment, but we're doing it because we love it. Yes, we have goals for this podcast and milestones we want to reach and things we would like to do with it. But uh, even if if this episode gets one like listen like that's that's awesome we're gonna come back and do this again next week so think about that it is a marathon not a sprint and as long as you enjoy there are some things that i do that i know none of you care about and it's probably weird and like especially my youtube videos and like this is just a super weird thing i'm going to include because i enjoy it and it makes me happy so if you kind of bring that same approach to podcasting um you're gonna have a lot more longevity and i think that's what podcasts are about because if you just put out three podcasts and quit no one will ever listen to those three podcasts they will be buried in the history of the millions of failed podcasts out there um Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. you you have to keep going yep yep yeah exactly um we were actually leading up to this episode looking at some stats and and doing a little bit of research into the podcast industry in general and one it's super healthy and growing so this is a great time to get into podcasting um but two uh the vast majority um more than 75 percent of podcasts don't make it past 10 episodes so if you get past 10 episodes you are already in the top 25% of podcasts out there. So if that's any encouragement to keep going, you don't, it's not even that high of a bar, just 10 episodes. If you can get past 10 episodes and keep going, um, you're already in the top 
podcasts on the planet. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so uh, we hope that you found this enjoyable, um, entertaining, uh, educational is kind of mm-hmm. the purpose of all of these episodes. But if you have some fun while you're learning something, that is great, too. Um, so this has been our one year anniversary, and we are just going to keep going full steam ahead. Um, so if you really enjoyed it, pop into that Patreon, leave a tip in the tip jar. Um, if you have any questions for future episodes, then we're about to play the outro you can email us and we'll see you next week thank you so much for listening to us for a year and uh maybe another special maybe a little bit before year two at episode 100 let's say episode 100 (laughs) we'll see you for episode 100 if you have questions or ideas for future episodes you can email us at hello at photo dash op Dot show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Cause it's free.